pull up a bar stool. It's that time. We're going to have Andrew Foxwell on the show. And uh, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. We're going to talk about uh, preparing for the holidays. It's that time of the year, man. Uh, we're going to talk about a, a whole slew of uh, new Facebook features for advertisers and for marketers and what you need to know. So it's going to be a good one. Now, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it at the very end, too. But just a heads up, if uh, you want to book time with either me or Andrew or JR, who's on this show once a month, you can do that. Just go to johnloomer.com slash consult. All right. So enjoy this. Pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLumber.com and John Lumber Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where we invite you to a virtual pub and get drunk on social media and other stuff. Mr. Andrew Foxwell, once a month, he's on the show. We get nerdy on the Facebook ad stuff. Welcome back, Andrew. How's it going? Hey, going really good. Ooh, so glad to be here. You're talking like that. Okay. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Going into that radio voice. Got this cold going. So yeah, trying to get real open, close, and personal on it. So I know you're not going to disappoint me today, Andrew. You know how it works. So what are you drinking on the podcast today. I'll tell you what, it's a rare variety of, uh, actually, it's a beer that has no hops. Uh, it's actually that, that, it's like you, that's, that's like you on the basketball court. Yeah, there yeah. it is. Uh, no hops. And <laughs> I, uh, yeah, currently drinking water, have a cold going, uh, so I'm on cold medicine currently, so I'm not going to be mixing. Uh, so that's what I'm, I'm not drinking a beer today. I know mm. second episode in a row, I feel kind of ashamed. That's pretty weak. All right, no, you know, no peer pressure. Uh, so I'm working on a Funk Works, and uh, since it's Belgian style, it may be Funk Works. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> funk Works, uh, Belgian style, funk golden ale. I can't really pronounce what it, what else. I mean, this is probably backwards for you. Can you see that? The the, uh-huh. the D E. I can't even see. This it. So is that that might be Belgian in there too? So. Uh, it's, a it's inspired by Belgian triple and golden ales. In other words, this is probably going to have a lot of alcohol in it. So this podcast is about to get very <laughs> interesting. So cheers to you with your hopless beverage over there. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. All right. So I feel like there's lots we can talk about today. Um, and where do we start? I guess, uh, look, let's start just kind of generally. Um, there have been a lot of updates impacting Facebook advertisers lately. And, uh, really, what do we even focus on? What, what, what are the biggest updates you think that have happened lately? I mean, I think, you know, there's a lot of updates that have happened. That's why I want to talk about it. That, you know, a lot of this noise that we see comes from Facebook for business. And we're like, what does this really matters? You know, I think I think there's there's two that are interesting. There's CTA button customization, so call to action button customization, and then scheduling Facebook Live. Uh, that to me is interesting um, as a as a function of kind of the way that we have been using Facebook Live. Um, I think there's others that are 
some new things that people have seen that aren't official updates, but people are talking about, like uh, Messenger being a potential placement, uh, and also Instant Articles being a placement that splits out differently from Audience Network. Uh, so those are some of the big ones that I see that I would like to talk about. But I don't know. What about you? What do you see in that that you think is interesting? I think I think those are some big ones. So yeah, let's let's start from from the beginning there. Um, so the CTA buttons. I just wrote about that recently too. And you know, on the surface, to most of us, it seems like no big deal. Like a CTA button, who cares? Like you've got CTA buttons, and they don't really do anything. It's just a matter. It's like a psychological thing, like uh, to draw people in to click stuff, usually, right? But the difference is, and these aren't necessarily CTA buttons uh, impacting ads, although there, I guess, there have been a couple of CTAs added for ads as well. But again, it's not really related to this. It's more about your page and the button that goes under your your uh, photo, whatever, on your page. And so Facebook's now adding some third-party integration with the performance execution of those buttons. So in the past, you may have had may have had a button where it's like, you know, subscribe to something or whatever, and it would drive people to your website. Well, now it's a matter of having some third-party integrations with various softwares, lots of them, um, where you can book appointments in, entirely within Facebook, where you can um, make an order, for like a a meal a meal order, um, and uh, there's so those are the third party, and I, I think there's some other like making purchases type of things. I don't know. A lot of them aren't yet available, but they will be. And then there's also some other messenger, which we can get to other messenger stuff in a second. But other messenger integration with the CTA buttons, where, and I'm still feeling it out. The the, the one that I'm using right now doesn't seem to make any sense. Like I thought it was like someone clicked on it, they're taking it into Messenger, they get a message from me saying, hey, what's up, how can I help you? Instead, it appears to be, I think I'm confusing people, people click on it, they ask a question, and then I say, hey, how's it going, how can I help you? <laughs> and then you can add like, uh, bring in like their name and stuff like that um, to make it more personalized. But um, so that's, that's stuff I got. I mean, so what, what, do you, what do you think about those CTA button updates? I mean, I think the CTA button thing is a reflection of what we already know that face in you know, the direction they're already heading, which is, you know, Josh Constantine's written about this from, from TechCrunch. And, 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 and we need we need to show some respect for the man, Josh, and pronounce his name appropriately. How, how is his name pronounced? Josh, Josh Constine. Constine. Okay. Constine. Thank you. So <laughs> I, I, so Josh Constine wrote about this at TechCrunch, you know, uh, maybe six months, six to nine months ago about the actual, um, the way that Facebook is trying to take over the internet. And I think these messenger integrations are in a reflection of that, mostly around things that we all try to do that are coupled in apps currently. So booking, you know, on an Uber, calling an Uber or getting food or buying tickets. They are trying to take over that experience because I believe that they are convinced much like their feeling on instant articles that they can handle the experience of the mobile web better than we can, it's which true. I don't necessarily disagree with. It's true. Um, and I think it creates a more seamless experience. So the call to action button integration in the way that they interact with different apps and, and different softwares, to me, is is not 
a uh, not a surprise. And I think it's something that for those of us that are thinking about this, we need to make sure we make clear to our clients, um, you know, that investing in a in a very large, let's say, user experience on your website of somebody being able to check out or something might not be the best thing to do um, at this time. You might want to think about how you can integrate it into a messenger bot or how you can integrate it with Facebook and be one of the people that's on that leading edge. So that, that to me is kind of where I see the, uh, where I see the call to action buttons integrated. Yeah. I mean, really I can take on a whole other broader conversation because you're talking about taking over the web and all that. And, you know, I thought about this the other day and, you know, some people can look at Facebook as being greedy because they're, they're trying to keep you from leaving Facebook and this and that. But here's the truth. There's a need. There's a need for Facebook to do these things because of the fact, especially on mobile, performance is poor generally. Load times are bad. Things may, Sites still aren't necessarily mobile responsive. You know, trying to make purchases and register, opt-in, all those kind of things. The experience isn't good. So if, if, if there wasn't a need for this, if it didn't improve the performance, this would backfire for, for Facebook. But um, every, the rest of the web is behind the time. That's why there's a need for AMP to Google AMP. Same, same concept for uh, um, you know, the mobile, mobile website. Um, so it's, uh, it's definitely interesting and fascinating. Um, you know, I think especially if you're someone, this is something we could even kind of look at too, as far as like booking times through it. Unfortunately, they don't, they don't, uh, integrate appointment core, which is what we use, but you know, it's something for anyone to experiment with. It has those types of services. You can book time. I mean, you could do it, you know, paid or otherwise, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about the possibilities. I think we're just scratching the surface. Right yeah, now. I absolutely agree. I mean, one of the other things on the updates that I think is interesting to talk about is, is scheduling Facebook Live. So, you know, what what does that look like to you, and, and how do you think that's working, and uh, and how do you think other people should be kind of working on that with clients or maybe even themselves that they're a consultant? Yeah, so one of the big issues with Facebook Live was like yeah you could kind of promote it in that you would tell people like and I even tried this last week um, I sent out an email to my list I put out a post saying hey I'm mean, doing this at 9 a.m. or whatever time it was uh, make sure you're on my page or whatever <laughs> like that, that's the one problem is like where do you send them I'm like somewhere uh, be on my page and I'm going to start a Facebook live and then so at least then you'll have an audience because otherwise what happens is you start a Facebook Live spur of the moment, and you're like, do I start right now? Do I just stare at the screen and act uncomfortable for a few? Like, Because you're not going to have anybody in there at first, for the first few seconds. Then they're going to start trickling in, one, two, five, 10, 20. And, and the truth is it usually maxes out you know, right, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes um, when you actually get the most people on it. So you basically wasted a whole bunch of time where a lot of people didn't see anything. Um, and then they, they jump in halfway through and they don't even know what you're really doing. So scheduling, um, first of all, allows you to promote you know, a specific link that, hey, we're going to be doing this at this time. But also, there's going to be a waiting room. And my understanding is only like three minutes, but three minutes while you wait for it to start. And... Um, 
So that'll be, I think that'll be interesting. I mean, I don't yeah. know. You know, the Facebook Live, there's two things. One, one is people don't necessarily, there's very few people who watch it at, the, at that time, right? That's, that's not a very common action. The, most of the time, you're getting 80% of, I would imagine, I mean, from what I've seen and what I've tested, 80% of it comes after the fact. So because it was recorded in Facebook Live, it has an incredible amount of organic reach and you get most of those views after. The second thing is, and sorry, for some reason, the city of Madison, Wisconsin, decided to uh, cut down a neighbor's uh, branch outside my window at this moment. Ah, so I don't, hear a little, cha- I hear a little chainsaw. Uh, that's just uh, that's just my wife out there uh, <laughs> cutting out a tree. Um, it's kind of trimming it up. Um, but the, the the other thing with Facebook Live and the scheduling piece is, I don't know how much people are going to react to this. I mean. There's certain things that maybe you want to see uh, that that you feel like, oh, I really want to. S- you know, sign into that. What they're trying to do clearly is, is make it feel like a webinar, you know, like, Hey, this, I'm in anticipation of this. And you know, that that's mildly maybe successful, um, of having a waiting room, but the promotion of that, I think is something that's a valuable ad unit that people might use to kind of get going and, and have it be part of that. To me, it's extending this into, you know, video, just so much of a part of what we do and how much is Facebook or can Facebook become like a YouTube where it's, it feels like it's a live entertainment channel, right? You know, you, you, you don't have kids that sit down that are, you know, under 20 that watch TV shows. They mostly are watching Snapchats and things like that. So that's kind of, I think the direction that they're trying to go is how do they have, you know, more of a raw live TV type thing on Facebook as the experience and the waiting room allows them to do that. So that to me, I, I find that really interesting. And one thing that we, that we certainly could use and, and I think could do better at um, moving forward. Yeah, I mean, Facebook's investing and betting on live video in a serious way. So I know that I'm someone who's not has not historically been very comfortable and confident in doing that type of uh, content. Uh, but I think we, you know, people like me uh, that need to kind of accept it and start experimenting and trying it. Um, one something that was uh, announced, I'm not even sure where this was yesterday by Facebook, is they're they're experimenting with live video filters, so like artsy filters and crazy things to hopefully kind of help you take your get your guard down a little bit because you look different and you know the whole thing with the masks and everything. I've never understand the whole mask thing. I think it's kind of silly, but uh, and then, you know anything to make it so it's it you feel like it's uh, there's less pressure on you. Um, you know, it's it's gonna be interesting. I, I I'm definitely I need to do more of it. I you know I feel bad sometimes when I talk about these things. Say this is awesome for marketers, advertisers, whoever, and I'm not really using it. I've used it a little bit, but um, I don't know. Have you been using Facebook Live much? I mean, you know, I I have used it with clients. It's it's interesting how many of us and the people I've talked to, it's the same thing. You kind of, you do it with your clients and you, you really work with them and you don't do it yourself necessarily um, to kind of get that going. And people are in different places. I mean, John, you're, you're kind of a, you know, you're not kind of, you're a celebrity in this. And so it's interesting because you have a unique ability to do it and you don't do any client work. And a lot of us uh, are testing diff- different things with clients. And so I think it's, you know, I think one yeah, of the I, I think, you, I think you basically just said, I have no excuse for not doing this in a very nice way. <laughs> that, that's exactly <laughs> what I said. But I think, I think what's, what's interesting is, um, you know, you're, 
this space changes so much and you're always experimenting. And I think the, the immersive experience piece is one that we always have to be trying to move forward on. Um, and how do we create an immersive experience either with video or with 360 or in the future with, you know, AI and virtual reality, like how do we create that immersive experience that people feel like they're there? That to me is a, is a valuable question and one that we we need to be thinking about with everybody that we're working with because a simple static product isn't going to be doing it, uh, I think, in the future. Yeah. So, I, I think this is also why whoever is running your social media needs to be someone who is social and has no fear. That they're willing to experiment with all these these different things, whether it's live video or whatever. And that that's one problem with being uh, a a brand who's just you know one person like me. I'm not necessarily that person who's like really really social and has you know no fear of doing video and all this kind of stuff. Like I, I have less fear like launching products and just writing a blog post, you know, silly stuff like that. But doing video, like I get really un- kind of uncomfortable quick, and um. So, so then that holds me back. So, so any company that, you know, you got social media presence, make sure you're hiring someone who's not just being a mouthpiece, someone who's, you know, uh, extrovert and loves video and just wants to try new things. And cause there's all kinds of fun stuff you can do. Totally agree. I totally agree. So one thing that I think is interesting, um, is we're coming up, it's October 26th, and we're coming up on dun dun dun, 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 dun. Black Friday, <laughs> Cyber Monday. And thinking about that time and you know the challenges we're gonna run into and the competition and all that type of thing. So if somebody said to you they scheduled a one-on-one meeting with John Limmer for seven thousand dollars an hour, which wow. I think is the price now. That's 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 a good price. I scheduled that me. time. And they went through it and said, "John, I want to get. I want to make sure that I'm really well positioned for the holidays. What in your What would be the tenets and the main components of the things that you would say that they need to have to make to make that time the most successful that it can be? Well, first of all, let me say I'm looking forward to the sound effect Dan uses when he edits this for the dun dun dun. That's gonna be a good one. He, he's gonna disappoint us, though, isn't he? I don't think he's gonna do that. I just put some pressure on him." Uh, but anyway, so what should they be doing, uh, holidays? Well, first of all, I feel like we talk about this part every day is that, or every year, every day, every year around this time is that hopefully you're not just starting now and saying, Hey, John, you know, we're getting ready for the holidays. We need to make some money. We had to get some quotas. Um, let's, we got, we got, let's do all these campaigns. Let's do some stuff. Uh, what ads have you been running so far this year? Uh, nothing. You know, it's so hopefully that's that's not you because we've been warning about you, warning, warning, warning you about. See, I told you this beer, it, it is a little bit stronger. They call it, it's a triple, it's a triple. So uh, hopefully you've been doing stuff throughout the year. So you've got website visitors, uh, you're building your email list, so you're setting them up, then then knock them down at the holiday season. Um, so that's the primary thing. I think another thing to keep in mind. This isn't for everybody, the, the holiday season and doing Black, Black Friday and Cyber Monday and all that kind of stuff. What I have realized, and maybe I think this is the first year I'm not going to do anything. Um, <laughs> discounts, depending on your business, aren't necessarily helpful. 
Sure. So, so for me, for example, I'm seeing it right now. I had big discounts a year ago for annual membership. What do you think is happening this month or you know, d- during this time where, where I was giving out those annual memberships at a huge discount last year? What's happening now? It's, I mean, it's, you know, you, you didn't answer my question. What do you think's happening, Andrew? I think a lot of it is, <laughs> yeah. is, is listen to this. Basically, right now, people in the holiday season, it's, when we talked about this last year, you can listen to the recording last year at this exact same time. And the thing that we said was, this is not a time to try to find new customers. This is not a time to try to bring in new people. Right. This is a time to talk, talk to your people that have been there. This is a time to talk to your email list. This is a time to talk to the people that are on your email list that you haven't talked to in a while, AKA dead leads. Mm -hmm. This is a time to talk to those website custom audiences. This is a time to talk to the people that have watched your videos and watch 95% of them and previous customers and talk to your fans that you've grown the right way. This is that time. And so I think, you know, looking at the components of, of, what everything needs to be put together. I mean, I think you're, you're right. It might not be a time for everyone. It might not be that because it's extremely competitive. Yeah, and if yeah. you don't have that to build that up and you haven't, or you have, you don't have the audience that you have built up over the year, that's really challenging to right. try to go out and do something. And so I think there's a, there's, there's some tenants that I see. There's the audience tenants that you need, right? So you need those lists and that's a big part of it. Another one is you, there are going to be so many deals that to me, it's a question of what type of creative can I use and is it truly thumb-stopping? That's my new phrase that I'm really obsessed with. Is it actually thumb-stopping? People see it on their mobile device and they're like, ooh, that's interesting. I want to click on that. Yeah. So that's another component that I want that you should be definitely thinking about. And then a final component is how much of your money or how much of your budget are you willing to dedicate to doing something that is not necessarily related to actually driving an action. So an example of this is what we talked about earlier of a percentage of people, there is a high percentage of people in my opinion that uh, don't necessarily interact with Facebook on a regular basis that would not be within an action-based objective audience that you'd be targeting. So an example you know, of that is so many of us run ads for clicks to website, post engagement, that type of thing. But there is a large swath of people that are potentially in your audience swath that haven't currently engaged and may not be seeing something from you that would be really valuable. So a question is, I think dedicating, in my opinion, at least 10 to 15% of your budget to actually launching ads for a brand awareness objective is a really, really smart thing to do because you will penetrate your audience much better because you're going to get in front of those people that might not be in an objective-based advertisement. So I think looking at the overall campaign impact, you know, and, and looking at the types of things you're doing, measuring that success um, is obviously difficult across, you know, okay, I, got, I saw a ton of people on my website. I don't know if they came from Facebook. And I think having a part of your budget dedicated to just driving people without an action-based objective is a really valuable thing to do because you're just going to get in front of them more often. So that's my rant on what Holy I Holy cow! There's so much to talk about there and unpack. 
it's like talking to you is like unwrapping a Rubik's Cube and like, it's, how are we going to fix this, solve this dilemma? All right, so yeah, uh, and I think the uh, awareness play, it makes a lot of sense. But you know, my counter to that is, first of all, hopefully you're doing the awareness play for the last few months at least heading up to this to then, you know, now that they know who you are and recognize your brand, then you, you might be able to sell them stuff. Um, it's kind of go back to, you know, what I was talking about discounts. It really depends on your business, right? If you're an e-commerce business, discounts could be your thing. Um, for me, it, it's not because it, it took me five years to figure this out. But kind of what I was trying to pull out of Andrew is like what happened when these people all bought this discounted annual membership a year ago? Well, now they're all too many of them, at least are canceling more than normal because they all got in at it because they were like, oh, it's a great discount. Um, so, so you have to de- decide whether this holiday season for you means discounts or does it just mean selling more stuff or what? It also means how are you going to position it? And because it, you, you, basically we're taking a different approach now. I mean, for me, for example, I've got uh, a final uh, run of four-week training programs that's happening in November. And so this isn't so much about offering discounts, but it's like, hey, so you know, this is my final run this year. So I know you have goals for the year. And, you know, so it's so it's not so much holidays, but it's wrapping up the year. So let's, let's position it a little bit differently than we did before, that they need to finish the year strong. Um, and then the same kind of thing as, we, you know, when, when I, I position it for the first things of January, yes, we're all going to be looking at New Year's resolutions and things like that. This is going to be a typical, a similar approach. It's not necessarily a, a discount, but at least for me, it could be for you. But it's a matter of, hey, start 2017 on the right foot. Let's do it, do, do it the right way. Buy this product, whatever it is. So, um, so that's the first thing. I just want to make sure that you decide. I think it's important that every company, every brand decides for themselves whether they want to be in that rat race of discounts. You know, if they're e-commerce, absolutely. But understand there is some drawback to it, especially if you're talking about discounted services and things like that. Um, the other thing is, as Andrew was saying, high, high, high competition time. CPMs are going to go up two, three, even four times. They've already started going up. So it's just way more expensive just to reach people. So if you haven't been putting in the work up until now, your ads are probably going to fail pretty miserably, unfortunately. Not to be not to be a bearer of bad news. Um, and uh, I had something else. Uh, oh, yeah. There are kind of creative ways, though, too, to offer discounts now. I mean, not to throw out Facebook offers like this is something new, but... They updated them. They made them pretty interesting. They're they're much better than mm-hmm. they used to be. So if if you do offer discounts, um, I would I would not completely abandon that idea because um, that's something to try out. Like people always ask me, should I do this or do that? And the answer is always do both. Experiment. Send people to right. your landing page to sell something. Use a Facebook right. offer to sell something. See what works best. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think there is a it, it, you know, it, back to your original question that I didn't answer. I mean, there is a, there is a method. Let me just rephrase this. It, clearly, there's things that uh, you get out of it what you put into it. 
And if you go and try to get discounted customers and, you know, like, oh man, we're going to slash prices. Like you're probably going to get low value customers. These yeah, aren't going to be people that buy from you all day long yep. and all and all year long. And so I think you have to sort of set that expectation that the, that, that level of, of purchaser is potentially and probably will be very different um, than the people that you are going to see. So uh, normally that you would sell to, you know, just without being a big discount. So I think that's an important one of kind of setting your expectations there. But that that is, you know, the holidays are, are a tough time. And I think it is a method of you want to experiment. You want to try different things. You, and, I, and we kind of know what the things are that really work right now. Um, and I think, you know, one big one that, that I won't, I wouldn't have said a year ago, but I think I would say now is during the holidays, make sure that you are very responsive on Facebook Messenger. And I would even try experimenting if you're a local business too with uh, driving people to send you a message uh, and trying to do some, you know, a brand new messenger ad. Yeah. I mean, those are really interesting. They yeah. give you that very, very responsive badge about, you know, are you somebody that responds? It's great for customer service. Yep. And so to me, that's an interesting one that I think, um, you know, there's going to be more on. Why would you not talk to somebody if you could? Um, we have clients that have, uh, right now, plugins on their website that allow them to chat with customers as they come on their website. And those customers have much better conversion rates um, as, you know, like just because of that. So I think that's a, I think that's something to absolutely think about is messenger of how you might go about that. Yeah. And uh, to, to provide some kind of use case examples for that. So let's think about this. When should you use it? So we got messenger destination, uh, which is one thing. So if someone clicks on an ad that looks kind of like a link share ad, it'll actually go to a, a conversation in messenger where it starts out with like a canned message or whatever. Um, so that's one option. Another option is just as a messenger placement. Not everybody has that. So let's use the messenger destination. Hopefully you have it. Um, in a way that I've used it and the way I'd recommend it, is somebody has already visited the landing page for your product and they haven't made the purchase. They haven't pulled the trigger for whatever reason. So that's a good opportunity to start a conversation. So create an ad, say, hey, and this often it's like something that's more of an investment, more of a commitment. So as opposed to selling that $10 t-shirt, which it seems like everybody's trying to do. I don't know how they make money on that, but um, you've got something where it's like maybe it's a membership or maybe it's just a high dollar product, whatever it is. And the first time they click on it and visit the landing page, they may not buy. We, we know that to be true. So in a series of ads, you should probably be showing people to follow up with them. One would probably be messenger destination where you say, hey, I know you're thinking about buying this product. Do you have any questions about it? Click on this. To, to ask me questions, to start a conversation. So it's a matter of communicating in different ways with these people. I think, uh, yeah, there's lots of possibilities with Messenger this holiday season. Yeah, I agree. I think that's super interesting. And I like that idea that hitting people, you know, that, that maybe have dropped off and, and using that as another way to get in front of them. Let me get a little technical here and oh. let me ask you a question that, I, there's been a lot of chatter about on the Power Hitters Club, uh, johnloomer.com backslash PHC. That Power is Hitters Club Elite. Elite. 
the elite power hitters club that I think is interesting and one that is, you know, I'd be curious your take on. There's a thing people have, there's an obsession that people have because of the return on spend and the return on investment that they get out of this ad that is uh, interesting. Dynamic product ads, okay? Mm. Dynamic product ads that, and these are ads just to give you explanation if you don't know what they are. These are ads that are plugged into a product catalog um, that allow you to basically, if I go look on your website and look at a red wallet, I would be showing an ad for that specific red wallet. And so uh, the question I or, or always Or something hear, else. It doesn't have to be that, actually. So dynamic, dynamic I, ads also can work off of You've already Correct. made this purchase and cross sell up sell something like that too. Yeah, yep, exactly. So that would be one that, that you can do that. That's the most common usage is the one that I have, but you can actually customize them to do other things. So the issue that people run into is scaling it. How do I take this and successfully turn it up? Well, you can't because it's based upon the demand of retargeting. But if people say to me, should I set up dynamic product ads or should I, should I do something else? If they have less than ten products on their site, oh, I know, I, no, I, no, I, like, no reason, or even twenty products, I would not do dynamic product ads. And what I suggest to people is doing categorical retargeting. So people go to a specific category on your e-commerce website that has a certain product, you know, set in it, and you take the most popular products and you retarget to them with images of the most popular ones that they've gone to that category of pages and haven't made a purchase. So that's my opinion. Do you think that that's the right approach? Do you think that, where do you think that the threshold is, is <laughs> for dynamic product ads and when people should use them? And do you think that dynamic product ads are better than just doing categorical retargeting on your website? Well, yeah, to be clear, there is a threshold. There is a fine line between where you're being lazy and um, you know where you're taking advantage of, of volume and volume potential with dynamic ads. So, um, basically, for my site, yeah, I do not use dynamic ads. It's it's ridiculous because I don't have that many products. You should because what happens when you create a dynamic ad is you've you use a Facebook um, ad template that automatically pulls in information uh, for product and things like that. So it's like a canned message. And um, so taking one, one versus the other, a dynamic ad will always work less effectively than a customized ad based on specifically what you did and some, you know, copy of what imagery that you're using, doing something custom for that, right? So just get that out of the way. So, but there's something that happens. I don't know where that threshold is. It probably depends upon whoever's managing the ads and how much what their threshold for pain is in creating ads and micromanaging because eventually it's like, look, I've got 50 products or more. I, I gotta say, you know, I don't know, whatever that threshold is. And it's like, I can't create a custom ad for every single product or even every single category. Um, so dynamic ads are great for volume. So absolutely. If you've got hundreds or thousands of, and that's the, the, the phrase I always use, Dynamic, ad, dynamic ads is great for if you have hundreds or thousands of products, dynamic ads are awesome because you're not going to create a custom ad for every damn product in every situation. So even though ad by ad, they're less, less effective than if you were to create a custom ad, you're not going to create a custom ad for all 100, hundreds or thousands of products you got going on. 
So, mm-hmm. um, so then, yeah, volume comes into play. Now, I mean, you bring up a good point on categorical ads. So they visited uh, a product in a certain category. So instead of creating a special retargeting ad based on exactly what they visited, your URLs are broken down by category. So you can say, I know you're interested in this. Here's, I think that's a good opportunity for like a, a carousel ad. And that might be what you're, right. get, you're getting yeah, at. That's, where, that's when I would use it. So, yeah, so, that's what I've done. That. So a carousel of like, here are all of our, uh, here are five to 10 products. You can get up to 10 now. They're in this category. You know, so look, bottom line is, I, I think you got to experiment and figure out what works best for you. Hundreds of thousands though, Dynamic ads, absolutely. Um, everything kind of in between. Look, if you're five or less, you're a moron if you use dynamic ads. Let me just say it. <laughs> <laughs> really, 10 yeah, or, I mean, ten or a, less, you're probably, you know. It's it's interesting. I mean, to me, to me, it's uh, there's there's different things that that people um, hear about that that Facebook communicates about from Facebook for Business and says, hey, this is a new thing, it's gonna be awesome. An example of this recently, in my opinion, is like if you have a Shopify store, Facebook is talking all about face, uh, Shopify store on your Facebook page, okay? Uh, great idea in practice. Uh, lead, lead ads, for me, fall under this category. Great idea in, in theory. Ah, um, theory or practice, not- it matters. <laughs> No, so so I mean, excuse me. The, the store is, in theory, is a good idea. Yeah, yeah. In terms of in terms of practice, you know, lead ads don't drive many conversions unless you use it mostly in retargeting in the lower funnel of people that are much more familiar with you. Are people shopping on your Facebook page? I haven't seen success with this yet. Uh, other people may have seen some great great success, but it's one of these things that that is sounds great and I think dynamic product ads is one of those things as well it's that they have a good reputation because they when they work for people that have a ton of products in large 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 companies um, they work really well and that's awesome but it's not it's something that probably only 10% of Facebook advanced advertisers are going to be using probably less than that that. but let me say I think that Facebook releases features that are often a year or two ahead of their time. So, sure, I don't disagree with you. So they don't necessarily work great now based because of the, the way people, the, the behavior of users now, but I think they're setting something up for the future. So I think the shop section is a really good example. Facebook's keeping people more on Facebook more and more and more than they used to be. So, sure. so currently, do they do users consider going to a page as a destination to make purchases and, and things like that? No, but I think that's starting to change. Uh, as we talk about bots, as we talk about these new, new CTA buttons, as we talk about the Canvas and Instant Articles and all these things that are keeping people on Facebook, um, and as they start seeing these shop sections more and more, assuming they catch on slowly, I mean... I. So today, you talk about preparing for the holiday season, maybe not be the best thing. Uh, but I guarantee, I, I'm not going to guarantee. Uh, fa- Facebook's setting something up, though. They, they, they play a chess game. They're, they're not playing this for the short game. They're playing for the long game. Right, right, and so. I think that's I think that's super important. Um, I really do. So I think that's a good good thing to point out. Um, kind of going into to to looking at all these options and things that we hear about. Um, so 
I think I'm a little drunk. And I just dropped the uh, earbud out of my ear. <laughs> All right. Here it is. Just the pubcast. <laughs> just really taking that name literally. Uh, so I know we had a long, and we didn't even do any transitions. Like Dan hates us right now because we were supposed to do a cheers here and there to like split it up. There hasn't been a single, like, I don't know where he's going to throw those in. Like, the, <laughs> you know what there needs to be? There needs to be a transition instead of a cheers. It needs to be a keg stand. Just out of nowhere. Do a keg stand. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Yeah, definitely. Dan, but, Dan's a smart guy. He'll figure this out. Uh, so anyway, I mean, we're beyond 30 minutes. But is there anything else that you really want to talk about today? Because I know you had a long list. We probably hit like two two things on that list. Two on the no, we've talked. We talked about actually uh, most of the things that I wanted to go over and get into. Um, I mean, I think you know the other question that that has been getting a lot of traction in the uh, Power Hitters Club discussion, Power Hitters Club Elite uh, discussion, is determining if your ad is exhausted and how you determine that. Mm. Um, and how you know that it's actually exhausted. And, and the consensus that a lot of people said, which is exactly what I agree with, um, and it, how I measure it is based upon CPM and relevance score, uh, mostly. Um, so determining if it's exhausted, if your CPMs are super high and your relevance score is super low, that is a way to determine if your ad is exhausted and people yeah. aren't going to want to see it. Um, yeah. So anyway, I was. What what other ways do you think you could determine if your ad or maybe even your audience is exhausted? I mean, let's start here. Is your ad still working? I mean, that that <laughs> you know that, that startup straight up. I mean, seriously, because it's like uh, if if you are getting a worse cost per conversion than you were before, and you're now losing money, that's the place to start. Because if you're if you're making money, who cares about all the other stuff, right? But if you're if it's not doing as well as it, did you just screen grab? No, I didn't do anything. <laughs> I think you did. I'm looking forward to seeing that on Twitter. But so basically, if uh, I, where was I? Oh yeah, it's still working. Is, it, is your ad actually working? Yeah, because yeah. if it's not working, then I start looking at things like yeah, what's your CPM? Because oftentimes, what happened was. Your CPM is now double, triple what it used to be when you're getting awesome, awesome results. So then you see, oh, my CPM's way more than it was. So why is my CPM way more than it was? Well, what is your relevance score? Is it, and you can see this. It'll show you trends. How is your relevance score trending? And if it's way lower than it used to be. And what is your frequency now? So is your frequency... Oh, you know, and God, we can have this argument and debate all day long about what frequency matters and when it matters. But um, is the frequency really high? And I mean, we, I use that in quotes high because it's like, you know, what is the definition of that? But so there are multiple things to consider after you determine, oh, this just isn't working in the first place. But uh, I think CPM is a big one. Um, but honestly, how much like what do you even do if you determine, OK, CPM's high? the ad relevance score, other than what you would have done anyway just by looking at the fact it doesn't work anymore. You make changes. Right, exactly. You make changes or you you know, kind of readjust. You can Obviously, a number of things you can do. You can change your audience. You can change the way that you're readjusting some of your uh, creative, and you can even relaunch it with the same creative, although I wouldn't recommend it. But uh, you know you're gonna you're not gonna take any you're not gonna take any probably dramatically different actions um, than you would if you just were like hey you know I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna relaunch. And one other thing that happens uh, when your ad's exhausted is it 
Facebook start, uh, slows down in distribution and all of a sudden you're not hitting your budget every day and you're reaching fewer and fewer people. And all of a sudden I was like, what's going on? That's what's happening. Well, you got to also understand like, I'll, this is what happens from these people always tell me like this ad worked amazing for like six months and now it's not working anymore. Like, yeah, you run the same damn ad. So what's happening is frequency's high, but also um, that same ad and that same ad set has accumulated negative feedback. And like all these things are working against you. You're never going to improve that performance over time. So right. you got to change it up um, at that point, um, you know, once you see that performance. That's also one reason why I keep coming back to we need to be setting up this holiday season for the nine months prior or whatever it was with Mm -hmm. whether it's awareness ads, driving traffic or whatever. So then we can now turn around and target these people who actually give a crap about us. And so the CPM starts really, really low. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree with you. And I think it's, it's good at just about setting those expectations and uh, reminding people that, you know, this is really that time to, to use different objectives, to try different things, to get in front of your people and your advocates. So I think that's, uh, I think that is a time to get a tab. And I'll tell you, I will buy your beer uh, since I oh, got you drunk. I, I was going to pay for your hopless beer and your cold medicine. So it's good to you. No. <laughs> <laughs> paying for my cold medicine. Now we're talking about some seriously interesting, uh, complicated facts that are taking place. Well, yeah. Thanks again, Andrew. Uh, I always enjoy it. Um, you know, one thing we want to make sure to bring up is that uh, you know, hopefully you learn something from this as a Facebook advertiser. If you're somebody who wants to set up a one-on-one conversation with either one of us. Doesn't matter. There's no competition here. Sometimes my calendar's booked up. Sometimes Andrew's calendar's booked up. Uh, we both offer something somewhat similar. Uh, but just go to johnlimmer.com slash consult or consult. We have to come down, come up with an actual, you know, uniform presentation or uh, pronunciation of that. But uh, so johnlimmer.com slash consult. And you can either book time with Andrew, with me, also with JR. We talk to JR once a month as well, just about business-related crap, and uh, he's awesome. So book time, it doesn't, I don't care. I, you won't hurt my feelings if you book time with Andrew or JR. It's okay. And, 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 well, I appreciate that. Yeah. No, I, th- I mean, if, I've, had a, I've had a lot of actually some great one-on-one uh, meetings with people already through the site uh, that I've met and have really you know gone into the details of very very specific questions i've even talked about strategy and the types of things they should be thinking about so we had some really interesting talks and so if that's in if that's something um that is is good for you or somebody you work with or a friend i tell you these these one-on-one sessions make it fantastic holiday gifts uh they are <laughs> there we go for a christmas or a hanukkah gift i mean yeah, yeah. what do you what do you need but what's better than one hour 45 minutes excuse me with me or john uh you know i mean i don't know it's a great question so these these things make great holiday gifts remember you can book them out johnloomer.com backslash consult and uh we look forward to hearing from you and hey, we can talk about anything man. My la- one of you my- want to talk about Sports. I hope uh, no one's upset when we do this, but like last Thursday, one of the sessions, we, we talked a little bit about baseball. 
he's a Dodgers fan, so we united on our quest to keep the Cubs from going to the World Series at the time, of course they, they went. But uh, hatred of Cubs, if you want to talk about hatred of Cubs, uh, you can book time with either one of Andrew or me. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a long, it's a long story. I would, I mean, there's a lot of good things we could get into. So, whether you want to talk about Facebook or you just want to talk about life, uh, you know, johnlumber.com backslash consult. All right, thanks, again, Andrew. Enjoyed it. Always fun. Uh, everybody, until next time, do awesome things.